got Triple B's in the building. Big baller brand supports the NBA buzz and the inside buzz. We with you, man. Triple B style. Xavier Moon of the NBA G League's Agua Caliente Clippers is 26 years old and already has more basketball experience than many of his peers. I'm Mikey Lomagala and here on episode 33 of Inside Buzz, we'll dive deep into Xavier's journey of making it to the NBA G League, how his 21-22 season is going, and his hopes of getting an NBA call-up very soon. With COVID-19 spreading amongst the NBA here in December of 2021, teams are signing replacement players to expand their rosters for insurance in case more and more players enter COVID health and safety protocols. A record number of G League players have signed to the NBA recently, including some of Xavier's teammates. Now, Xavier is more than deserving in his own right, averaging 11.2 points per game, 4.1 rebounds per game, and 7.3 assists per game, which is fifth best in the G League. Moon is also the nephew of NBA veteran and friend of the show, Jamario Moon. We'll also talk about Jamario's influence on Xavier as a man and a player, and also a tragic event in Xavier's life which happened at the end of his college years, which makes him even hungrier to make the NBA. Alright Xavier, welcome to episode 33 of Inside Buzz. I appreciate you coming on. Yes sir, I appreciate you for having me. So right now, COVID-19 is making headlines all around the world, all the sports leagues, especially the NBA. But what is it like right now being in the NBA G League with all these call-ups, different players, probably your own teammates randomly being pulled up to the league and all the COVID testing? What's it like being in the G right now? Um, it's crazy, man. Um, we're really just trying to focus on ourselves. But at the same time, we know a lot of people are getting called up because of COVID. Um, so we just staying ready, man. And whoever get that call-up, just got to make sure that they're ready to, to contribute to whatever team they go to. Yeah, and you, I mean, the last couple of games, 27-9-7 against Long Island Nets, 16-18 and 18 assists against the South Bay Lakers, and then 18-10 and 10 the game before that. With a, a COVID call-up, I guess we'll call it, looming, and you're right there for the Clippers, ready, you know, you're really right on the brink. Is that making you even hungrier to play even better? Oh, for sure, man. It's it making everybody hungry. Uh, like I said, man, it's a lot of call-ups happening right now. Um, so that making everybody play at a higher level. Um, and I'm just trying to do what I can do right now for our team to win. Um, and hopefully that call-up will be coming soon. So many players, I heard Doc Rivers even say, uh, players out of the league for five years are contacting him, asking him what they could do to get back in the league. So, you know, I'm sure you've seen a lot of veterans around the G League. Who's somebody that you came across your teammates with and you're like, wow, this, this guy's in the G League right now. Look at this. I actually had the, the opportunity to play with Serge. Um, you know, he had back surgery uh, last year, so he was trying to get trying to get his feet back under him. Um, he actually played the, the first couple of games with us. Um, so he's an NBA vet, man, won a championship. So just being around him, uh, seeing the way he approached the game, man, was a lot different for me. Um, I learned a lot from him, man, and, and I'm good to see. It's good to see him back with the Clippers and uh, playing well. Yeah, I mean, he's a probably more than 10-year veteran by now, and him being down there teaches you guys a lot. Yourself averaging 11 points per game, 7.3 assists per game. Um, that's fifth best in the G League. If the Clippers or any NBA team was watching right now, what would you want them to know about your style of play and what you bring to the table? Um, always bringing energy. Uh, obviously, my speed, um, my intelligence. I'm very smart player. Um, and just I'm always bringing that energy, man, and trying to do whatever I can to help the team win. Coming from Alabama, who was a player that you shaped your game after most? The one player that I watched the most was probably Chris Paul. 
Um, I've been watching him since he was at Wake Forest. Uh, he's always been my favorite player. Um, one of the few real PGs left in the game right now. So uh, he's one of the, the main players that I watch um, on a nightly basis with the Suns. So I definitely had to say Chris Paul. And if you were to make the league, would he be like that starstruck moment? For sure. Yeah. Um, if if I got the opportunity to play against him, man, that would be crazy. Um, been watching the game for a while. So that's definitely a matchup that I'd be looking forward to. And of course, you coming on the show, Xavier Moon. Hmm, that last name sounds a little familiar. You know, you're the nephew of Jamario Moon, five-year NBA veteran, played with those LeBron Cavs uh, in Toronto. What's your earliest memory of your uncle, say, playing basketball and in the NBA? My earliest memory was when he actually got signed with the Raptors. Um, I remember being in school and getting a call in school that he had signed with the Raptors. Um, and it was like the craziest thing ever. Um, and then me getting the opportunity to go to Toronto for my 16th birthday um, to watch a game uh, when they had Anthony Parker, Antoine Jameson, uh, some of those guys. So, man, it was it was like a dream come true for him, but also like me just watching him get there um, out of all the leagues he played for, um, all the teams he'd been on, man. So seeing him never give up, um, I pretty much got that same mentality. So um, seeing him sign with the Raptors was probably my greatest memory. Okay, see, I didn't realize you were already 16 at that point. So you, I'm sure you went to tons of games through through the years. Yeah, I went to I went to quite a few games. Um, like I said, I spent my 16th birthday up there. Um, I went to Cleveland when he was in Cleveland. Um, went to the to, uh, the All Star Weekend when he was at the dunk contest. So I was I was around uh, the NBA pretty 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 much a lot. So that was that was a great experience. And then 2018, the Albany Patroons. I think I said that correctly. You and Jamari were on the same team. I mean, he was probably 40 in your low 20s. How was it playing with your uncle? Surreal. I never thought that I'd be playing with him. Uh, obviously, him being uh, quite a bit older than I am. Um, but obviously, he's kept himself in real good shape. Uh, once I left France my first year, and he was like, hey, man, you might as well come to New York and play up here. So I went to New York, got a tryout, um, made the team, and then I actually ended up starting before the end of the season. Um, and then that, by the end of that season, man, I won Rookie of the Year. Um, and I played with my uncle, Smush Parker, um, Eddie Ubley. So I played with a couple of guys that's been in the league. So I was just a sponge that whole season, man, to soak up as much knowledge as I could from those guys. And that's awesome you mentioned Smush as well because uh, I think I mentioned it when we connected earlier that I had Jamario on the show. I also had Smush on the show. And another person I had on the show, Rashad Phillips, um, I saw him in the Instagram ca uh, comment section of one of your posts saying how you used to be a little kid when he was roommates with Jamario. Uh, he he left a nice sentiment in the comment section saying, this kid has always been athletic. His transition isn't by mistake. He's special. And yes, I'm old. So how far back, do, how far back is your memory with you and Rashad? From what I can remember, I think it was with my uncles with the uh, Mobile Revelers. Um, him and Rashad played together, man. I remember going to the games and reenacting everything, uh, watching them play and them, them coming home, seeing them two together. Uh, so I definitely got a pretty good memory of, of what it was like to be around those two um, and, and seeing what Rashad is now, uh, still being in communication with him sometime. So I definitely, I definitely got a pretty good memory of uh, what it was like back then. But um, I love what he's doing now too. And shout out to Rashad Phillips. Big NBA Buzz fan, of course, he came on Inside Buzz. I appreciate that back then. Um, now, from 2017 to 2021, you're bowling in different leagues. You know, three-time Canadian League MVP, 
two-time champion. Everybody's goal coming out of college is to go right to the NBA to be this star. Now, you went on a little bit of a different avenue. Do you feel that that's kind of necessary sometimes where you could go pro in a different league to get better and then jump to another league and now the G League to really end up in the NBA? Uh, most definitely. Um, everybody's path is different. Um, and I view my path um, so I took I took that opportunity to go overseas uh, my first year out of college. Um, and it wasn't the best experience that I had going to France. Uh, but when I came back and then I played in Albany with my uncle um, and in that following season, I ended up going to Canada. So I think my success started after I got to Canada. So, I mean, like I said, everybody's path is different. Um, but I'm definitely grateful for the journey that I'm on. Um, obviously, everybody want to get to the NBA. Um, but, I mean, you got to take take different steps to get there, man. And, I've taken a lot of different steps. I played in a couple of different countries, and I'm I'm happy with where I am right now. Um, taking it one day at a time, one step at a time, um, and just making sure I'm ready when my name is called. That's it. A hundred percent. And right now, you're in the G League with the Los Angeles Clippers affiliate team. How did that all come about, Xavier? It's crazy that you asked that because I was actually signed to go to Italy. Um, I was playing in Canada this past summer. Um, probably like a month, a month or so before the season was over there. I ended up signing and going to Italy. Um, and was supposed to leave to go to Italy September, like early September. Um, so once I got back home, obviously the, the summer that I had in Canada uh, really put a buzz on my name. Um, so I had a couple of workouts with the, the team that I'm on now, uh, the Texas Legends in Dallas. Then I worked out with the Pelicans team who just moved to Birmingham. Um, and so those workouts went pretty well. Um, I actually ended up not going to Italy. Um, had to had to find my way around getting out of that contract, uh, getting my rights back. Um, so once all that was said and done, man, it was just all about me trying to pick the right the right place for me to be. Um, and I think I definitely think I made the right decision uh, about going to the to the Clippers. So uh, it was a journey, but I'm happy with where I am. Like I said earlier. Yeah, I mean, I would say so. You're making noise in the G League right now. You know, league leader and assists almost right there. Uh, I'm sure you see the social media presence always on the G League page and more and more G Leaguers always commenting on your stuff. And I got notice of you in the G League. So it's all working out so far, which is good. I'm sure you'd agree. For sure, man. I'm Like I said, one day at a time, one step at a time. Man. And, and the work will speak for itself. What's the best part about playing in the G League? And what's the worst part? I think the best part might be the exposure. Um, like you said, it's, it's always something that's, that's coming up on your feed all the time. Uh, with all the G League games going on. Um, and I, I don't really have a, a worst part that's, that's going on in the G right now. Everything's been pretty fun to me. So I, I wouldn't even say that it's a worst part right now. Your teammate, or former teammate, you know, he's a little on and off, Brandon Boston Jr., back and forth between the G League, the NBA. He dropped 27 on Boston in early December. How good is this kid? Extremely good. <laughs> Extremely good. Um, we played Salt Lake City. And I think he had 46. And once he went back with the Clippers, he hadn't been back with us since, man. I couldn't be happy before. Um, I've seen the work that he's put in. So I'm, I'm happy for him, man. And hopefully all our guys will get a call up and then find themselves a home with one of the one of the main teams in the NBA. You want it. You'd love everybody to get a call up, but that means a lot of the Clippers have COVID. So it's a messy situation, but I would love to see you up there and the rest of your teammates because everybody's getting a shot. And if you can make a statement with the team in those couple of games you're up there, you might never go back down. Exactly. In due time, man. That's, that's what I keep saying, man. Yep. So it'll happen when it's supposed to happen. And like I said, I'll, I'll be ready when that opportunity presents itself.
And watching you play, watching the hustle, watching the grit, it all clicked when I, you know, started doing some homework on you from this interview, learning about your background. Tell the audience about growing up in Goodwater, Alabama, what you experienced and how that all shaped you into, you know, being the man and the player you are right now. Very, very small town, probably five, six hundred people. Not much going on here, but basketball, uh, football. So it was always um, you had to be gritty, had to be grimy, uh, play with a lot of intensity. Uh, so that's pretty much how I was taught growing up um, all through high school. So uh, that's something that I carry with me uh, even to this day. Um, and just coming from a small town, man, just being being a part of something that everybody can get behind you. Uh, you always got people proud of you. You always got people that are watching you, uh, no matter if you're overseas or if I'm playing in L.A. Um, so always having that support, man, it, ma it made my job a lot easier. I also read about you being your high school quarterback. Now, Xavier, play style. Lamar Jackson, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Who? who? Definitely, definitely Lamar. I'm not. I'm not an in the pocket type of guy, man. I give you three or four seconds to get open. If you're not open, I'm running. <laughs> and how good of a QB were you? Not to pat yourself on the back, but do you think you could have played college ball if you took the football route rather than basketball? I actually think I could have. Um, I actually ended up playing only my senior year, um, and I just played because I didn't want to like sit around waiting on basketball season. So I actually actually ended up being pretty good. Um, it was actually pretty fun. And I'm like, man, I should have played um, every year in my high school. But it was fun, man. And I, I wish I would have taken more advantage of the opportunity to play football. So in a town of like 500, 600 people, where do you play pickup? And like, where do you even like play good competition? And how do you know that they're good competition? Sometimes you don't know. Um, it's a, We have an outside court here where I'm from. Uh, it's not too far from where I live. So either I'm walking there, I'm riding my bike. And usually it's, there's a lot of people down there on a Saturday afternoon or any day of the week, to be honest, after we get out of school. Um, and, and if we're not down there playing somewhere, then we in one of the surrounding areas in the city, other city, uh, Silicaga, which is 15 minutes north, Alexander City, which is 15 minutes south. Or you go a little, for, uh, a little further, uh, maybe Auburn, Birmingham, Montgomery. Um, anywhere where you could find good basketball and pretty much I was invited pretty much everywhere. So I didn't mind driving an hour, hour and a half to go play somewhere. I, I could be incorrect here, but I believe Charles Barkley was from Birmingham, Alabama or somewhere down there. Yeah, Leeds, Leeds, pretty Leeds, much. Okay. It's right before you get to Birmingham, but Leeds, Alabama. Yeah. So how far is that from you? Probably 40, 45 minutes. Okay. Um, north. So is he like, is he like the state legend, the town legend down there? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Every, everybody is, and I mean, obviously, it's Charles Barkley played in the league, so yeah, everybody know. Being back home around the holidays, how's that being home with the family? I mean, even returning home for the people who are, you know, watching you in the park and now seeing you in the G League, how's how's the reception around there? It's actually funny to ask because nobody knew I was coming home today. Um, I didn't tell my mom, I didn't tell my grandma. So when I got here, uh, and they saw me at the door. They actually ended up crying, so that was like a good feeling to have because um, I haven't been home for Christmas and since I went off to college. So uh, it's definitely definitely something that I wanted to do surprise them um, and just seeing like all my family, man. Like you said, I'm in the G right now. They're able to watch. Um, actually, able to come to a couple games. So that's a, that's a pretty good feeling. And coming home for those couple of days, spending time with my family, man, before get, getting back to the to the season, man, it, it's it's a good feeling. And that happiness, I'm. Sorry to bring this up, but 
the tragic story of the passing of your stepfather. I mean, I I read about it, just a horrible situation. I read of how, you know, you leaned on your family, how they leaned on you. Tell tell the story of that and really how that shaped you as well into being the player you are. Like you said, it was a tragedy, man. Like, it, it wasn't something that we were looking, was looking for or, or expecting. Um, I was actually off at college. That was my senior year of college. Um, and to get that phone call that somebody had shot and killed my stepdad, I just I couldn't wrap my head around it at the time. Um, I was actually about to drive home that same day that I got the news, but my head coach at the time was like, "Nah, we can't let you do that." Um, and like I tell everybody else, man, that was like one moment that almost broke me. Um, I almost quit playing basketball. I almost didn't go back to school, um, but I used it as fuel to help me get to where I am today. Because um, I know, I mean, my stepdad has supported me in whatever I did. Uh, he was always there for me and my little brother and sister. So I just use that as fuel, man, to, to help keep me going. Um, he's one of my biggest motivators, uh, one of my biggest motivations to keep going. So I just use it as fuel. Um, obviously, I wish he was here to see where I am, but I know he's always watching. I know he's always proud. So um, I won't quit till I get to where I'm trying to get to. And I'm excited to watch it. I'm excited to see where you get to. And tell the fans, the audience, about the famous acronym that you write on your sneakers and what that means to you. Well, one of them is TGBTG, uh, which stands for To God Be the Glory. Um, and I know without God, nothing is possible. Um, so that's something that I write on my shoes. I uh, write that on my right shoe. And I also got it tatted on my on the back of my arm. And then the other one is just RIP ECW. Uh, rest in peace, Elber Clyde Wilson, who's my stepdad. So I always pay a tribute to him. Uh, always giving God the glory, uh, no matter what, the highs and lows. Uh, giving God the glory, man, and just paying a tribute to my stepdad whenever I can. And all those tattoos, I'm checking them out right now across the screen. How many do you have, and, and which one was your first? I can't even tell you. I mean, I got right now. Uh, this right here was actually my first one. Um, I got it when I was, like, 15. Um, I was actually with my uncle when I first got it, so I was, like, 15. He was getting one. I'm like, man, I want to get one, too. This the first one I saw. So I was like, I'm getting that one. <laughs> uncle as in Jamario Moon? Yeah, I was with Jamario. So all right, he, there you go. He was getting one, and then I was like, man, I might as well get one, too, so... He signed a consent form, and I ended up getting a tattoo. <laughs> so, I mean, the age gap between you and Jamario isn't too much. So is he – obviously, you call – I'm sure you call him uncle or whatever, but uncle. Is he more like a friend to you because the age isn't too far off? And he's more like a, a big brother. Um, everybody – some people thought he was my dad. Uh, a lot of times when he was walking around somewhere, they thought he was my dad. But he's more like a big brother. Um, and it's funny because I really don't call him uncle a lot. Uh, he's more so just Jamario, um, but yeah, he, he's always been around for me, uh, more like that, that big brother type figure, so yeah, I'm definitely appreciative for him. Down in Alabama growing up, who's your favorite team and uh, fa some of your pl favorite players growing up as well? Obviously, like I stated before, Chris Paul always been my favorite player. Um, I never really had a favorite team. I used to watch everybody, um, but I guess when my uncle's in the league, whatever team he was on, he was always watching. Uh, so when it came to football, obviously Alabama Crimson Tide, I always got to watch Alabama. So, yeah, Chris Paul, uh, my uncle, and probably the Crimson Tide. NBA-wise, who's closest to you? Atlanta Hawks? Yeah, the, the Hawks would be the closest. When we look back on this interview, say one to two years from now, what do you hope to have accomplished in that time period? Man, I hope I'd be in the league by then, <laughs> like we talked about. Uh, all these call-ups happening, man. So I'm, I'm looking forward to getting one of these call-ups. Um, hopefully having a, a successful year wherever I am, uh, even if it's not in the league. Um, hopefully healthy. 
uh, successful year, uh, still playing the game that I love. Perfect, man. And, you know, I'm keeping my fingers crossed for an NBA call-up for you very soon. Hoping I see it on the top of my phone, like Adrian Wojnarowski. Oh, Xavier Moon called up, you know, for the Clippers or whoever. So let's hope that happens, and I'll be posting that on NBA Buzz when it happens. Sir, man, I really appreciate you for the support. No problem. All right, folks, that'll do it. That's Xavier Moon. I'm Mikey Domagala. That was episode 33 of Inside Buzz. Thanks for tuning in, and Xavier, happy holidays. Yes, sir. Happy holidays to you, too. For all the listeners, follow on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and of course, subscribe here on YouTube. I'd also like to give a shout-out to NBA Buzz fan and your PR manager, Connor Filippo of Filippo Media, for hooking us up. So shout-out to him, Xavier. I'm happy to know you and have this connection. So, you know, uh, good luck with everything going forward. Sir, I appreciate it. Shout-out to my boy Connor, man.